Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen, TGIF, and welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, just one moment. <laughs> Sorry, tickling my throat. Anyway, um, no, you're not confused. We're doing tech today. <clears throat> and since... He kind of knows how to run my show anyway. I'm going to turn it over to him right now. Burton Kelso of Integral. We got a lot to talk about. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing better than you, obviously. You're choking on something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, some things you should know better about. But anyway, how how's things going with you? Things are going good. Uh, Happy yeah, no Father's Day here. coming up. Oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. I always forget about that, you know, but why? I don't know. I just don't, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Cause I really don't want anything for father's day, but, and I don't expect a lot either. You know, I'm just happy to be alive and being on God's green, beautiful earth. And you know, that's enough father's day present for me. Just being able to, yeah. Yeah. We all should be appreciating that fathers or no, you know, right. There's a lot so, of going on. Yeah, there is. Go go Sorry. for it. Take it away. Because <laughs> there's a lot. Oh, yeah, I know. So one of the things that I know we'll have to skirt around this, you were asking me uh, about retail fraud that's going on. And mm-hmm. one of the things that's obviously retail fraud, you have to look at fraud going on with virtual stores and with brick-and-mortar stores. And there's a variety of reasons why, uh, you, you're seeing such a problem in that. And so number one would be, I guess, Amazon, which is uh, kind of a a big deal. And I ran across a – it wasn't necessarily a um, meme, but it was something that someone posted on, on um, LinkedIn. And so the post says that about 80% of corporate websites hide their phone number and automate customer service. And the part of the problem with that is with AI chatbots and, of course, autoresponders and then frequently asked question pages. So what happens when you have that combination is that you don't have enough humanity when it comes into, um, when it comes into services like that, and it just opens the world up to different fraud that can occur in the world. So, for example, Amazon being at the top of that, uh, it just means that criminals can do specific things 
in order to trick people into fraud with Amazon. And the types of fraud that you see, uh, number one would be someone puts a bogus product on Amazon and people buy it from one of the Amazon retailers. And when either A, you're buying a product you never get, uh, B, I've seen instances where people have actually purchased a product and the criminals will overcharge them on purpose in order mm-hmm. to call back, hey, we need to refund your money, uh, but we need your credit card in order to do that. And then people get mm-hmm. fraudulent. And then sometimes retailers will actually send out free products to consumers just in the hopes that um, – in the hopes to show that they've actually shipped product in order to pe- think people – are dealing with a legitimate company. So, I mean, there's all sorts of scams out there, uh, but one of the reasons why it's occurring is because more and more companies are turning towards uh, AI and chatbots and autoresponders in order to uh, not have to employ such a large workforce to see that happen. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's, it's part of that because, we're having trouble employing people at some of these jobs right now. Is it, So they're like, well, since we can't get anybody and we can't get anybody to stay or we can't get anybody to commit, then we're going to go this, I guess, um, more technical or automated route. And so does that make both the consumer and the company more susceptible to that? Well, I think it's, Yes, it is hard to find good help, and that's why you can hear me chuckling in the background. But overall, overall it's money. Because, I mean, think about it. When's the last time you went to Walmart or Target and all of the the person lines are empty and then everything is self-checkout? I mean, it's – Yeah, it's it's very bothersome. It's quite sad. it, It really is. But that's the main thing. But the thing is, is that I think companies especially in Amazon, doesn't necessarily have to deal with the repercussions if someone gets scammed by a, an online store. Because, and it's not, I can't even say it's Amazon, but I think people don't realize that with a lot of companies, they're dealing with third-party vendors and not the, the legitimate company themselves. Because one of the best examples would be Walmart. Because, I mean, it's obvious with Amazon you're dealing with vendors that are that are not with Amazon per se, uh, but even with stores like Target and Walmart, you have to be careful where you're purchasing those products because it actually could be from a third-party vendor and not Walmart. And I think that's mm-hmm. sometimes with these scams is that criminals are getting smart enough to say, well, hey, I want to be a Walmart vendor, and they'll put their products on there, and mm-hmm. people will fall victim, and it's harder for them to get their money back from a third-party vendor than it would be from Walmart. And I think the trust factor is higher at some of these online stores because you you have the brand. So, I mean, if you go to Walmart.com or Target.com, you're thinking, oh, I'm shopping with that brand. But criminals have figured out that people are going to be more trusting on, say, a Walmart versus um you know, say at Amazon, people are a little leery on Amazon. They're going to read the reviews and pick and choose because they know that there are different retailers 
on Amazon, but with the Walmart or Target or some of these other online stores, they may be using third-party vendors, and you may not know it. So, I mean, for buyers, you really, if you're looking at products, you definitely need to to make sure that you're not going to get hit with a scammer. Because, I mean, to be honest with you, the online store, I mean, that's the ultimate side hustle. <laughs> you think about mm-hmm. it, you set up a shop, and you're like, yeah. well, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, put some products on here. And, you know, it doesn't always doesn't always work, you know. So. so my other concern, too, is, you know, I've, we, my husband and I went away recently, and a couple of the, I guess you could say, fast food chain restaurants, you know, because those are usually the ones that are easier to hit when you're on the road, um, mm-hmm. have have kiosks now uh where you place your order and uh pay at the kiosk is there any type of huh you did that well i'm asking about that now there's there there have been a couple because there was no one at the register okay what are you serious yeah oh my goodness Oh my yes. goodness. So, um, you know, they're there usually to deliver your your food, basically. They're right. cooking your food, they're delivering your food, but in terms of placing the order, half the time there's nobody at the register. And yeah, and that's that's kind of bothersome. I don't necessarily like doing that. Uh, and I've even been in situations where <laughs> they directed you to the register. Wow. You know, really? I mean, not to the register, I'm sorry, to the kiosk. Yeah, but still, you know, that's uh, yeah. I mean, there's of course there's always so, the chance that you know criminals could actually get your your information because I mean it's all connected online. I mean it's like with the apps or uh, like Starbucks, for example. I know you're not. Right. A, I, I don't know. Are you a Starbucks user or not? Oh yeah. Oh, okay, so you get it. <laughs> oh the yeah. The mobile app, you go in. Of course, they're looking at all the. I don't do the mobile app that much, you know, because usually I'm driving, and so uh-huh. it's, it's yeah, I don't do it that much. I have done it, but no, usually I'm I'm doing drive-through usually, um, right. unless That's I'm with my problem. husband and he likes to. He's old-fashioned. He likes to go in and stand and look mm-hmm. at the menu and and uh, you know, and that's fine too. Yeah. Right. That's funny. I was. Uh, you know what, this is kind of off topic, and I'll just mention this real quick, but uh, okay. the mobile, you know, mobile mobile order thefts have risen every since months. You know, you order on the app. Yeah. And then you go in expecting your coffee, and it's gone because somebody's hijacked it. Yeah, I wonder about that because I have done that, uh, like, with Starbucks and have gone in and, and seen where they sit stuff out for people and then they call their name and whatnot. And it's like, mm-hmm. who's to stop, if the person's not there yet, who's to stop somebody from just snatching the stuff and going? I'm like, no, there nope. needs to be a better system of checks and balances for that. Yeah, nobody. Yeah. You know, just roll in so. there and get what you want and just burn out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> yeah. And so, and then half the time, you know, they, the the uh, security cameras are, are just there for show. They're not really right. fooling anybody. You know, so. Exactly. You got it. Yeah. But yeah, back to the retail app and retail theft. I mean, it's just it, there are just a lot of ways that criminals can take advantage 
of retail of retail theft. I mean, there's the accounts that are commandeered and people buy uh, information using those mobile apps, or not mobile apps, but just going online. Because when it comes to, I think when it comes to your retail, online retail stuff, most people don't think that, well, it could be a problem if someone gets into my online sales because I'm just buying stuff. What could a criminal do with that account? And, I mean, there's a ton of things that they can do with those retail accounts. So that's why you're starting to see an increase because cyber criminals are always looking for new and exciting ways in order to steal data. So, I mean, they can come into your account and buy stuff uh, that they're going to sell on to somebody else or they can buy stuff they're going to just use for their own. But, I mean, like I said, online retail – I mean, that's the ultimate side hustle because there's so many different ways that you can take advantage of those accounts and make quick money off of it. And it's really hard for those retailers to track you, especially with software like VPNs or just going to your local Starbucks and hanging out and doing that side hustle. So it's hard to catch criminals that way, and and that's why you're seeing more criminals go online retail. I mean, why shoplift? You know, because, I mean, you got to drive to the store. you got to figure out which items you're going to get. And it's easier just to take over someone's account and just purchase items that way. <laughs> and, oh, and, gosh. And the other Go thing, ahead. too, with Amazon, think about this. You know, Amazon um, send packages to someone's address or P.O. box, then you can have it delivered to your own, own location. You know, so okay. So I, mean, I, I, I want to know how much of this, though, is any of this possibly inside information where you have, let's say, a disgruntled employee, and so then they're they're sharing information, uh, or, or is it? I mean, <laughs> or is it just basically uh, tech savvy people getting in there and and causing a lot of chaos? Well, the thing that you have to remember with the, a lot of the cybercrime now is basically people just using weak passwords. Because I know a lot of us are in this mindset that, oh, well, someone hacked into my account, that I've got this tech-savvy person doing this. But, I mean, that's kind of few and far between now because with Internet access, you can access any website in the world. And if you need a list of username and password, you can just go onto the dark web either find some or trade out with somebody or um, find out who whose information is out there and then just use that to log into online accounts. And, again, it's hard to track. Um, so that's why you're starting to see more people move in that direction. Okay. Quick break. We're here with Burton Kelso. No, you're not confused. Uh, we're just we switched. Uh, so if you want to catch uh, Friday in the Garden, it ran yesterday. So just save that link. Get that link for yesterday. But we're here with Burton Kelso of Integral. And the number, if you have questions, is five one six three eight seven one nine four four. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast, let us help. 
At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. If you have tech questions, the number is 516-387-1944. We're here with Burton Kelso of Integral. And let's just talk about, I guess you could say the elephant in the room or the AI in the room. <laughs> That's become such a big deal. Uh, what What is it that we should be concerned about right now and why are even some of the developers getting on board with this? Well, with AI? <laughs> yeah, in terms in terms of watching out for it. I mean, you have people that uh, yeah. have well, been developing, the, and then now they're saying, well, you know, mm, maybe there should be some checks and balances. Maybe you got to watch out for it because are they afraid that AI is going to take their jobs too? <laughs> what is it? Oh, my God. Here we go. Are you thinking about Die Hard, Live Free or Die Hard? <laughs> no, 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 not that one. No. <laughs> there it's gotta there be are others, it. but yeah, you know, no, not this time. Okay. Well, yeah, that's true. And it's not necessarily that AI is going to come alive. And the problem is, is that it, it shouldn't really be called AI. Cause I mean, the word chat GPT kind of defines what is going on in this world. So, so to break it down, the oh, and the, and and by the way, it's no, I wasn't thinking about that when I was thinking about iRobot. Oh my gosh, I just saw something <laughs> to the meme about that yesterday <laughs> with Will Smith trying to sniff out the robot. You know, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's not gonna happen. You've been watching. Okay. Uh, I know what you've been watching. Have you seen? Speaking of that, have you seen the latest Tesla robots that are marching out? Oh no! Please don't. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I've seen sixty minutes where they had the the dancing dogs on sixty minutes and and that type of stuff. But now, haven't haven't oh, seen yeah. any of this. Well, yeah. you, I'm sure you've seen the ads with the Boston Dynamics uh, Atlas robots, the ones that dance to like "Do You Love Me" and then they're doing flips and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They had that on sixty minutes too, I think. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. Yeah. So now, as of um, a few weeks ago, Tesla's got its own Tesla bot that has come out. So you should look at the ads for that because it definitely reminds you of a Terminator situation because they're all silver and they're marching towards the screen. And, yeah, that was the first thing I thought of. But back to ChatGPT, it basically boils down to um, the word itself explains what happened. So ChatGPT stands for chatbot, and then the GPT stands for generative pre-trained transformer, which is basically a fancy word for a chatbot that knows how to talk like a human. So it's not self-aware and it's not self-learning. It's basically fed a bunch of data 
in order to give out the results to any query that's out there. So if you ask about, oh, how do I make chocolate chip cookies, then ChatGPT is able to relay that out. The problem that's occurring with AI in our current world is the fact that people are trying to one-up each other as far as what's going to be the best form of AI. Um, and that's what they want to regulate because the ChatGPT by OpenAI was kind of like a, a beta test where they just stuck it on the web and just told the computer community, hey, here's a chat bot on the website. Why don't you put, you know, try it out and see what you think because these are kind of the advanced forms of uh, chat that we're using. And it just blew up, and no one really could predict what we're, you know, dealing with in the world as far as AI and chat GPT. But most of it also has to deal with the, the criminal implications that can occur from chat GPT and other forms of AI. Because now with chat GPT, you're starting to see the rise. Well, not necessarily chat GPT, but chat GPT and AI, you're starting to see the rise of more sophisticated cyber crime attacks. Like you can ask chat GPT to write a convincing text message to get people to click on the link. Same thing with phishing emails. Now you've got AI voice cloning software that can duplicate your voice, and then it can, you know, the criminals can trick people and make it think it's your spouse or your kid or a family member that's in danger or a conversation um, with a family member and it's not the family member. Then you've got the VR deep fake videos where you could grab a photo of somebody off the internet and then place it over some video and make it look like it was, you know, a person saying something that they didn't. Uh, let's say it was like Donald Trump or uh, Biden or any other celebrity or political figure, and it can be used to spread misinformation. So those are the implications that we're looking at as far as AI is concerned and why the CEO of OpenAI is, is, is saying, hey, we need to regulate and put a stop to this because it's not – it's not Skynet's going to rise or iRobot's going to occur. It's more along the lines of of what people can do in order to make this. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> no, the reason I say that is because I have to say, I've only heard about ChatGPT. I have not used ChatGPT, and as far as I know, I haven't encountered it, although maybe I have. But um, well, no, think- I just I, I've heard about it. I'm like, okay, you know, just some, just some more junk that I really don't want to deal with, and I keep going. Um, <laughs> so. Right now, it's huge in in your in the real estate industry. Uh, mm-hmm. well, I shouldn't say that it's huge in all industries because, for example, like if you as far as using ChatGPT, a lot of people are using it to come up with uh, text content. Like, let's just say you needed to write a listing on a home. You could just go mm-hmm. to ChatGPT put in the parameters like, hey, I've got a three-car garage, um, three-bedroom, three two baths, two-and-a-half baths, you know, spacious property, and then you can just put all that information in, and then it'll write up thing for you. Or let's just say for your you, this podcast that you wanted to write some snazzy intro, uh, mm-hmm. and obviously need, need to because you do it pretty good yourself, uh, but let's just say that you needed that. You could just put the information in, and then it would generate a script for you for the podcast. I mean, there's a wealth of information you could put in, but the problem is is that a lot of the information that it generates out may be copyrighted. 
but people are getting in, into trouble um, using copyright, copyrighted information as their own. Um, there are well, AI tools out there, G, that will allow you to use a text to create image. So, for example, if you wanted to get an idea for, like, a, a logo for a company or just uh, a logo to, to use, like, in a PowerPoint, you can definitely put those parameters in, like say, hey, I need a photo of a real estate agent with a cape flying over the city of Orlando uh, smiling. You can put all those parameters in, and it would generate a photo for you to look at, you know? So I guess one of the questions that I have is, don't you run the risk of if you're putting in parameters for uh, – let's, let's talk go back to real estate. You're putting in the parameters – um, for your property, someone else is putting in the parameters for your uh, for their property, um, and, and you know, outside of something really specific, most houses are, are relatively the same. All right, if you're trying to let's say develop a marketing piece, isn't it going to look very stale and generic uh, versus you know something that that you would create yourself? Yes, exactly, and that's that's the biggest thing. So, you know, I write a weekly blog, and for me it can take anywhere from an hour to a couple hours to cobble together some content uh, based on whatever's going on uh, currently. Mm-hmm. But uh, for some people, it's the allure of, well, I want to look like a, a subject matter expert, and I can go to Chat GPT and just make it happen. And mm-hmm. but Again, the so, thing is, is that it probably will end up sounding generic. And AI can only, based on the information that's currently in it, it can only give a certain amount of responses. You know. Okay, so, so it's for the lazy people. <laughs> yes, it's for it's, the lazy. It's, people. it's for the lazy people. Let's just call it what it is. It's for the lazy. I mean, our society is getting so lazy and dumbed down. You know, well, no one has an imagination. Right. It's the, Very instant, um, it's the instant uh, results that is more appealing. Uh, you know, yeah, laziness has it. But then again, if you use Chat GPT to put in a response, it'll bring it back like instant rather than you having to think through the process of doing whatever you're doing. So that's part of the appeal, too. Okay, and keep keeping some people from having headaches. Okay, got it. I so. you call it that, but um, it, but again, if when you look at it and it, it, it and ask Chat GPT what it's supposed to be used for, mm-hmm. it tells you it's only supposed to be used for entertainment purposes only. And it and tells you and, that and you have people that are really it, adhering to that advice, right? Well, no, people are okay. Business talking about it's the greatest thing, and it it is. It will help the creative juices going, but yeah, you definitely can't utilize everything that it it puts out there. And then it tells you when you go to the main website what the limitations are, which you know it may generate incorrect information. Uh, it's going to mm-hmm. produce full instructions or biased content, and uh, it's limited of world. Events after 2021, so it tells you up front. But you know, go ahead and jump in if you want it. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So. so 
I still um, think you had a chance. <laughs> you think out of what? Try it. We're just okay. casual stuff. Yeah. Like one of the questions here, let's do this since it's almost Father's Day, and then we can talk about it more later. Uh, okay. So what prompts they have on there is got any creative ideas for a 10-year-old's birthday? So we can take that since it's almost Father's Day and say, hey, got any um, – let me type this in real quick because I got the website up. Any creative ideas for Father's Day gifts? And then let's uh-huh. see what it is. So I typed it in and mm-hmm. it's taken a few to do its thing. So it's uh, bringing them up. So <laughs> is the tie on the list? Is what on the list? Tie. No. There's no ties on the list. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, what, is, but what what do they have for creative gifts? Here, I'll I'll do two. I know we're so close to commercial. So uh, one of the things that it says is, and it's the last one, is like tech gadgets. It says if your dad is a tech enthusiast, consider getting him a cool gadget he's been eyeing. It could be a smart home device, a wireless charger, noise-canceling headphones, or a fitness tracker. Choose something that complements his interest and makes his life easier or more enjoyable. Okay. And I need an app to tell me that. <laughs> Some people do. Next. What else is on the list? Go. What else? Uh, real quick, a handmade coupon book. Design a coupon book filled with personalized vouchers mm-hmm. for things that, like a homemade dinner, car washes, lawn mowing, or a day of relaxation where you take care of all the chores. It's a thoughtful and practical gift that allows your dad to redeem the coupons whenever he wants. And they got that from Mother's Day the month before. Next. <laughs> oh, God. Come a on. Cooking class, a cooking class or a culinary experience. Next. I don't need an app to tell me that. Oh, oh Go my ahead. God. You're sorry. So I don't. I see that. Give me another one. Okay. Okay, a DIY cocktail, spirits, mixers, and unique garnishes. And then include a handwritten recipe book with his favorite cocktail recipes or even some new ones for him to try. Okay, I might that might be okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go <laughs> take a break. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, so Burton is giving you uh, some ideas to how to use uh, chat GPT to – Find your Father's Day gifts if you haven't found it already. So, anyways, the number if you have questions or comments is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple, dignified cremation, Dodd's Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dodd's Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dodd's, dedicated to serving our families. Hi, I'm Tim Garrison. Uh, You may know me as Timmy G. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's been two decades, but I want you to know I'm back in the yard with you. And I've got a mix of music that can help you relax and chill out. It's smooth. It's relaxing. It's chill out jazz. 
the soulful mix of smooth jazz, soul, and smooth R&B. So join me every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. to midnight, on KHAM Radio. Are you chilling? Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us on this beautiful Friday afternoon. And uh, we're here with uh, Burton Kelso of Integral. And if you have questions about your tech needs, the number is 516-387-1944. So let's go to, I guess, a serious topic that um, has been affecting a lot of our young people, and especially now that you know, kids are out of school and everything. We need to look at these uh, sexortation scams. I'm not pronouncing it right. um, That are aimed at our teens. Well, let's just call it teenage romance scams. That would be the appropriate and easier to say term. But challenge is, is that they've been going around at least for the past year, year and a half. But romance scams have been around for a while. You know what? I don't think we've talked about this at all on the show, about romance scams. Can you remember? No. Well, no, I think we did maybe touch on it briefly, but I think it was more toward um, women, you know, and it may may have been, it may not have been with you. It may have been with um, uh, my economist when we talk about a lot of the scams that go on that that take uh, money from from women, unsuspecting women. But, yeah, we need to definitely talk about the teens. I mean, we talked about teen bullying on this show, but no, we haven't got, gotten to this point. Yeah, so the challenge is with uh, AI, which we just got through talking about, is that cyber criminals are able to come up with a variety of scams. And so this kind of ties into a lot of things that people don't think about when it comes to social media and AI. So recently, a 17-year-old, I think in Michigan, committed suicide because he fell right. for a rope. Yeah, he uh, sent out some inappropriate material to someone who was uh, posing as an Instagram user. And it turned out it was scammers who demanded a thousand dollars from this teen and he panicked and unfortunately he took his life, but he's not the only one. There's been teens all over the country that have been falling for romance scams uh, from criminals overseas and AI is only making it easier. So to kind of give you an idea, this is how it works. So usually with the teenage romance scam, what will happen is criminal will commandeer a social media account of a female. So whether it be a teenage or older lady, they'll they'll steal the social media account. So many people always wonder, well, why do criminals steal my accounts? And this is one of the reasons why, in order to use your account to scam other people. And so once the account, the Instagram account was commandeered by the criminal, they then reached out to the teen. Uh, imitating the account holder and acted like they they were romantically interested in this teenager. And then, of course, you know how teens are sometimes that they'll share inappropriate photos back and forth. And the next thing you know, uh, the teen was contacted by the scammers who threatened to send the photos out to family members and friends. And so, unfortunately, he, he took his life. So this is one of the reasons why you know, we as a community need to commandeer our social media accounts to make sure that we're changing passwords because not only are you protecting your account details, you're also your account can also cause problems with other people that are on social media. 
It also brings up the problem of parents who are allowing their kids to get onto social media too soon and expose themselves to situations like this. It also shows you why that uh, people are saying that there needs to be regulation as far as AI is concerned because it's being used in situations like this. So um, this is where, I mean, if, if you've got to do something like that, which you really don't have to do something like that, good old-fashioned, uh, uh, you know, take the picture and print it out, you know, because you can always shred the picture. Right, exactly. <laughs> you can, but, yeah, yes. but online, that's kind of the hardest thing to deal with, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and – and I, I saw the story the with the dad, and, and it's it's really, really sad, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And, and it's, I feel bad, you know, especially for parents right now, because no matter how you try to look out for and protect your child, you know, he was thinking that, you know, everything was, was going okay. Uh, but, you know, not knowing what was going on with the child. And, and, you know, kids get embarrassed, and they keep things under wraps. And, it, if you know, they don't feel – you got to make them feel more comfortable about sharing what's going on, you know, online, you know, and when they're away from you. Yeah, just keep them off social media. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, take them to the beach, take them bowling, take them, you know, swimming, take them fishing, take them, you know, this stuff to do, walk in the park, whatever, gardening, you know, but just keep them off social media. Yeah, you know. I agree with that. Um, and I understand that in today's digital world, parents want their kids to be a little bit more active online. But the challenge is, is that when it comes to technology, uh, most tech companies kind of want this information to be confusing to parents so that they can groom kids into using their app. And the, the other challenge, too, is that there's always some new app that's popping up that kids are latching on to. And it's just par- hard for parents to keep up. And I think one of the thought processes of that is um, when you, um, you know, when you're you're allowing a kid to get on the social media, you have to think about the whole uh, car aspect is that, well, before you let your kid hop in a car, then you're definitely going to make them take driver's lessons and mm-hmm. you have a understanding of the vehicle. You know, the same thing should be with technology as well because, I mean, it's just too many bad actors out there that are targeting adults and now kids too, and parents need to be aware of that. It's, it's so we probably I, I, we gotta that. stop. The, you know, but the thing is, we gotta just stop letting tech and TV babysit our kids. We really have to work on being more interactive with them. And, and yeah, I know everybody's time is limited, you know, but this is where you have to do more in terms of developing a network of people that you can trust uh, so that, you you know, if, if you can't be with the child at a given point in time, but maybe there's some uh, a friend or relative or a neighbor that you trust that, that can interact with the child as well. Because I think, you know, the in-person interaction is so much more important as well and not just the doing of stuff. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, I agree. We're just too caught into our devices. And, I mean, it really needs to change. But I think the big thing that we have to worry about, too, is um, 
you we have to realize that AI is going to start playing a larger role in a lot of the cyber threats that are out there. Okay. You can't, you can't do that because I mean it's just I I it's kind of funny the fact that you said it's with laziness, but I mean cyber criminals are humans too, and and AI will allow them to think outside the box as far as what scams they can commit in order to trick people. Um, and unfortunately, that's just the dark side of AI. Yeah. This is one of those times you you have to look at, you know, why is it that they choose their skills with technology to do something, I'm going to say, evil versus good? You well, know, and I that's think, just the bottom line. No, but you have to think of it from another perspective, too. The people that do this uh, type of work are nefarious and are evil. I mean, crime are just not, you know, people who are sitting around with nothing better to do, which is the thing that I always hear. Your cyber criminals are, are criminal organizations. You're talking about the mob. Right. You're talking about um, terrorists. You're talking about countries that want to see bad things happen to the U.S. So then they'll hire cyber criminals to come up with different scams in order to um, trick people out of their important information. So, I mean, you have to understand that, you know, it's called cybercrime because you're dealing with the criminal mindset of people who want to uh, make money at the expense of others. Yeah. Aren't you glad you don't have teenage kids and you don't have to worry about this sort of thing? Yeah, but I mean, well, I mean, seriously though, are you, are you worried about that with your kids? I think you set oh, a better heck. example. Oh heck yeah, we take well, you know, we take devices away at night and they don't do their stuff. We we're taking away laptops and I mean, we're constantly monitoring what they're doing. But to, and it's easier for me uh, since I'm in technology to monitor that stuff. But imagine a parent that just has no clue of what's going okay. on. You okay, Burton, but I want to get I want to get more into something else. What because you're saying okay, I'm not talking about the the mechanics. Okay, I'm not talking about taking away the tech or monitoring the tech or monitoring the kid or whatever. But I'm talking about instilling values in a kid that you know to the point where they don't necessarily thinking of think about going out and doing that type of stuff. Uh, don't you have and, you know, and I could be wrong, but I just feel like you have a good relationship with your kids and you have enough confidence in your kids where, you know, I mean, you're doing the stuff, but are you really worried that, that your kids are going to turn to the dark side? I don't think so. Oh, I'm, well, but at the same time, too, sometimes um, if kids are online, they succumb to peer pressure as far as what their other kids are doing. Because I know, for example, my oldest son was like boohooing because he didn't have a smartphone at the time. Like, well, the other kids do. I'm like, well, that's uh, that's nice and all. But, you know, at the same time, um, don't know what to tell you, son. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that is part of it. But yeah. But at the same time, you, you still have to release them out in the world and hope that they're going to make the right decisions when it comes to technology use. And I, I think, you know, a part of you is right that, you know, it does take good parenting. But, you know, you never know. There are different triggers in kids that cause them to do stupid stuff. So 
you have yeah. to think about that as well. And you still just have to uh, play the police and just make sure that you are monitoring and making sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing online. We're going to take our final break. We are here with Burton Kelso of Integral. And it's, it's, yeah, I know we usually have the gardening on. We had that yesterday. You know, just get yesterday's link, get today's link, listen to them both while you have some time this weekend. And if you have questions when we come back, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Good Friday afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I'm your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us this Friday. And so uh, we are talking with Brent Kelso of Integral. And if you have questions or comments in the last few minutes, the number is 516-387-1944. So what other tech issues are we uh, monitoring uh, this month, Burton? Well, there's been an emergence in femtech. And I know that sounds silly, uh, but female tech products or apps are starting to come up in popularity. Like there's the apps that allow you to monitor when uh, Ant Flow is going to come around every month, or there's apps that will allow you to monitor your pregnancy. And while these apps may have a good benefit, as far as your health is concerned, the challenge is, is how private is your data when you're using these female technology products? And I mean, you know, you may not think about the implications of that, but what happens if your personal health data falls into the hands of cyber criminals or let's say that they are taking your health information and they're selling that information to other companies. You know, I don't, well, there's I know actually you... a commercial like that right now where um, they go around the room in a medical office or whatever, and they're talking about somebody's rash and then someone's uh, cycle and all this stuff. Um, and then this one person, uh, I guess, pulls out, a, I guess, a phone with an app that's supposed to, be able to block all of that because, you know, everybody's wondering, you know, how do you know? How did my information get out? I have to send you that commercial. But anyway, um, so, yeah, you, you like I said, it's, it's, an, it's another thing where we're looking for, I guess, help to make our lives more convenient, but it makes us susceptible, right? It does. And I think when it comes to, I think the thing that needs to come up in the discussion 
with some of these health apps is that if you're using a fitness tracker, like maybe to monitor your heart rate or your uh, how many steps you've taken, uh, it, it's and maybe even your meal planning. I mean, it's a good thing. But, you know, when you're looking at the female um, apps that are out there, how much information is too much that these companies are sharing? And the unfortunate thing I think that needs to be talked about this subject is the fact that if you've got apps out there, then it, it it's going to, especially free ones, they're going to collect your data and sell it on. And so when you download and start using these apps, how much information do you want to know about you? Because I think the allure, they found out a long time ago that with apps, there's always got to be a, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's always got to be some type of payback. Most people won't pay for apps, but at the same time, um, you know, you, you those companies that are developing those apps have to find a way to become profitable. And the way they become profitable and to continue to make money is to sell your data off to other companies. So, I mean, that's, that's the trade-off that people need to think about in today's world when we start using health-related apps. Okay. Part of the problem, yeah. too, is a lot uh-huh. of large companies will sell that data on to, like, a third-party vendor. And then it's not the company or the large company itself that gets hacked. It's the third-party vendor that gets hacked. And most of these smaller companies don't report when your data is floating around on the dark web. So maybe you have some health issues, a company. It doesn't take much for a company to do a quick search to find out what your personal health history is. And... um you know, it's 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 kind of a scary thing because let's just not say that these apps are creating like your information about your your monthly period. They they're creating a dossier of you as far as information from other health apps to kind of you know paint a profile of you that maybe insurance companies are using to determine if you're mm-hmm. insurable. So I mean, that's the thing that is really concerning you know yeah and and, i mean it's it's the more even when you try to avoid getting caught up it just seems like Mm -hmm. you're being encouraged to get caught up um i went to one of my doctors the other day um this there's a variety of health systems but there's two main health systems uh here in, in central florida and uh the one the doctor that is a part of one of the systems um well, and, you know, their office is like, well, if you go online and, like, you know, the, the stuff that you're supposed to fill out before you go to the doctor, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. So they want you to go online and do it. But, you know, they're like, well, you you want paper, you can get paper too. So, like, I didn't, I never went online to do it. I filled out the papers. <laughs> which is, I know it was annoying to them because then they got to put it in the system anyway. And then they're like, well, you know, if you want to find out this, then you need to go into the system. And it's like, well. Why can't you just, you know, I don't know, email, even email, you know, I know emails get hacked and stuff like that, but still, you know, why do I need to go into a portal and access my own health information and then leave my health information at risk for some nefarious person to come and access it for whatever reason? 
um, it, you know, so it's like they're not really giving me a choice. They're like, well, if you, you know, if you want to do that, you need to do this. Part of the issue too is when you're giving out that information, you kind of need to inquire how it's being processed because sometimes people will um, keep information in a database that that stays in sight. So if you go to like a small medical office, even they, even if they have you go to the website, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily going on the dark web. It just may be a website that's connected to their personal CRM. But then, obviously, if you go to a larger facility, there's a good chance that the data that you input would be shared on to larger companies. So asking is always important, you know. So I always encourage people to double to make sure when they're giving out personal information that they know exactly where it's going. Okay. I'm just feeling so comforted today. Um, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah, I guess what we need to just get go to some basics in terms of how do we make ourselves less vulnerable? How do teens make themselves less vulnerable? How do women, all of us, how do we make ourselves less vulnerable? Bottom line it. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously the sharing of data online is very important. You need to make sure that you are very discreet as far as what information that you're sharing. Uh, one of the things, especially for the teenage romance scams, is to make sure that teens are using aliases online as opposed to their real information, and even keeping their gender um, secrets online if, if possible when they're, if they're interacting with strangers. Uh, because obviously that could be a large target to pedophiles and other cyber criminals out there. Um, parents obviously need to be a little bit more involved in their kids' technology use, not necessarily snooping all the time, but just having a good awareness as far as what their kids are doing online and what sites they're visiting. You know, uh, it definitely, um, you know, parents definitely need to take a closer look and see. And then uh, one other thing, too, is that you probably should change your passwords to your social media accounts at least once a quarter because, you know, passwords are always being leaked in large-scale data breaches, and there's no telling when a data breach will occur, so you, you need to change passwords. And then go to the website I always mention, which is the Have I Been Pwned website, on a regular basis too, just to see if your email has involved, been involved in a data breach. So that way you can change passwords and be aware if your information is floating out there on the dark web. All right. So we have, we've kind of touched on Father's Day a little bit. Basically, Burton says go to chat GPT, get your information that way from Father's Day. No, we um, <laughs> Okay. In the meantime, Got other stuff coming up, so I'm going to do kind of a rapid fire real quick, get, getting whatever's on the top of your head. Um, All right. Black Music Month. Apps to kind of find your music, get your groove on this month. Oh, yeah, definitely Black Music Month. You need to check out uh, Spotify Pandora because normally they will create channels specifically for, uh, you know, Black Artists, Black Music Month, any holiday that's coming up. Okay. Juneteenth coming up Monday. Uh, where do we go to get our, our history and um, 
find out about our celebrations and, you know, tips to celebrate, I guess. You know what I'm going to say? You can <laughs> chat GPT. If you don't know, now you know. You can go find out about Juneteenth on uh, chat GPT. That's probably the best site, to be honest with you. <sighs> okay. What? All right. Fourth of July. We going to jet, chat the uh, GPT for that too? No, we're not going to uh, go into uh, uh, chat GPT for Fourth of July. But uh, I don't even know why you're bringing up Fourth of July. Our, our Fourth because of July. Because you won't you won't be on again before Fourth of July. <laughs> I know that, Remember? but I'm just saying our Fourth of July is June 19th, not July 4th. Ah, well, you can celebrate right? both, African yeah. American. Yeah, so for 4th of July, if you're looking for to make the most out of it, there's several tech products you can get. You can get the meter, uh, Bluetooth grill, um, grill thermometer that will allow you to not burn up your barbecue or your meat. Also, too, I forget the name of it. If you don't want to clean up that nasty grill, I think Weber has its own little grill Roomba where you can stick it on the grill and it'll clean up the grill for you, <laughs> keep things nice and safe. Okay. <laughs> and sanitary. Um, but, yeah, those are probably the top two things people worry about on the 4th of July is just grilling. And then um, as I think that's it. If, if Obviously, if you need a 4th of July history lesson, then uh, no. you know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. All right, All right, Gordon, how can we find you? This chat yeah, you can, <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I actually typed myself in, and uh, it came up with some information that I had no clue who that person was. But anyway, oh, uh, I'm See? on the Internet. You can just yeah. uh, Google me or just go to uh, BurtonKelso.com. Thanks a lot. Enjoy your holidays. I should have asked you about the beach stuff, but we can deal with that next time. We'll still be in beach season for a little bit. So, right. Thanks so much. Anyway. Hey, one thing too. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, they used to have information about me on Chat GPT, but they don't anymore. Some haters must have taken it down. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Just like you got banned from <laughs> Facebook for a while. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right? I'm a, I'm a Facebook yeah. felon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Anyway, thanks so much. Always a pleasure, Burton. You take care. Thank you. Well, and and your, I hope your family enjoys their holidays as well. And they thank will. you all for listening. Enjoy your weekend. Happy Juneteenth. Happy Father's Day. This has been G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. Be well, be safe, be blessed. And please remember, all real power comes from the real father, God. Take care. <laughs>